Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to How Did We Get Here? The only podcast that's a road trip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today's topic. It's not a very good tagline. It's not a very good tagline. What do you want from me? Uh, Today, we're talking about the forgotten etymology of the wife beater. we forgot to mention this topic at the end of last episode because we were too concerned with our Twitter account being suspended, which is fun. <laughs> we Big thanks to everybody that uh, that told us about that. We had a lot of people that were like, why is your account suspended? Why? We got to be honest. We don't know. We uh, don't know. It was soft suspended before, and uh, Jacob was able to log into the account and was like, oh, you're good. But he tried that again, and no, we're, we're, yeah, we we're might be gone. Suspended. Yeah, I think... So uh, join us next episode, and we might have a new Twitter account. Yeah, we'll have an answer for you. Either it's the old one and everything's fine, or it's the new one. But you'll know that on episode nine. Um, Mm -hmm. So stay tuned, episode niners. So today's episode, the whole topic itself is probably actually going to wrap up in a pretty conclusive way. But I've done a little bit of research lately because, like... We are changing words as a society that have like racist or problematic connotation. You know, sure. like I, I I know a lot of realtors are now referring to master bedroom as primary bedroom, you know? Okay. Yeah. You see how that stems from racist yeah. origin. Sure. And like I you know, it's like I understand the 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 movement of it because it's like, well, we're not saying master bedroom in like a racist way, but it's just like, but who cares? Right. <laughs> It doesn't yeah, really matter who who it. Are you really going to get broken up about if, the way that it's? If racist? we agree, it doesn't matter. But one option is less racist. I'm probably more inclined to go with that one. Yeah, no reason not to. Yeah. So, and there are all these words that are being reinvented. Some words are now no longer okay to say. Some words have been reclaimed and are good to say. And uh, one thing I'd like to talk about is <laughs> wife beater. What the fuck? How did they get away with that? I never really... Yeah, yeah. that's just... I, I think the most egregious part about it is that uh, I'd say, like, Master Bedroom is pretty subtle with its sure. origin, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Wife Beater is very direct and to the point. Yeah, when it comes to Master Bedroom, it sounds like like that's something on, on computer drives or something where they're, like, master and slave drives, I think, and it's like... 
oh, it's a little weird, but you know, that's yeah. just technology. Or, you don't call the kids' bedrooms slave bedrooms. Right, exactly. It's not It's not the same, but it's like, you know, it, it, you sort of just assume that's how the industry is. Yeah. But when it comes to wife beaters, those are tank tops. Like, why? Just, it's how just did they get a this name? Tank top. And it's obscenely direct with this name. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know how I've never seen someone upset about this. Because I've seen people upset about Minecraft. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> about everything. And when it comes to wife beater, I'm just like, I don't quite understand. But I you, uh, was very curious. Yeah. And I did some research. I'll just rip this band-aid off for you real quick because I'm sure a lot of you are wondering. Well, hold on. Um, before you do it, mm -hmm. before you do it, I want to know. I yeah. want to know. So I always just assumed, because I've had this thought independently, like, why is it named that? But I always just assumed it's almost like a slang term. So it's like anybody that would wear that is like, you know, it it is the wife beater uniform. And so it's sort mm -hmm. of a derogatory term that has somehow become sort of commonplace. Is that the case? It. There is a few, it's a steps. It is okay. multiple steps that led into it. I think it's kind of like a one-two punch. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. All right. So it started and um, what is it? It's the first recorded like term um mm. i i wrote this all down i have it pulled up <laughs> of literal the wife beater was first term like coined in 1855 you know let, oh we can God. fact check that i don't know if that's true or not sure because how do you really know but um it was just a you know husband who beats his wife probably wears that sure but what really cemented this is like the point where it became the name of it. In mm -hmm. 1947, there was a husband who brutally beat his wife and killed her. Oh, God. And, yeah, this was in Detroit, which I don't know why I'm mentioning of that. Of all places. Of all places. <laughs> um, He, yeah, he beat his wife to death, and <laughs> whenever... This is so dark. It's so dark. It is very dark. And I think they had like police sketches of him and it was just a man in a white tank top and, you know, they don't know his name. So they just called him on like on television as the wife beater. Oh, my God. OK. And that's just it's stuck. It's stuck. Like, I told you off camera about this. I was like, I just don't know how they got from point A to point B. Like, I understand that he yeah. wore a tank top. And then, like, murdered his wife. But I don't, I don't see it. Like, I how, don't How does see, that stick like, around for this long, too? Yeah, like, for, yeah. for decades and decades. I think it was also reinforced by, like, a streetcar named Desire. Oh, yeah, yeah, Stanley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's what I was thinking, is, like, that, Jenna, what, God, what's her name? Uh, I forget the character's name, but I know Stanley uh, is the, the the woman. Oh God, yeah, what's Blanche. her name? Blanche, Blanche Dubois, right? Isn't yeah, that it? that's yeah. it. Yeah, she's uh, I I she's like an iconic character, Stanley too, and like yeah. I assumed that was it. But... Honestly, love Streetcar Named Desire. Excellent show. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I read the play in high school and I was like, this is compelling. And then I watched the movie and I was like, wow, this is good. Good media. Yeah. Do I mean anything Tennessee Williams made? Like I've we've mm-hmm. talked a lot before. I'm a theater kid, also, but I'm isn't not that a, Marlon Brando. Yes, in it. Yeah, yeah. In the hottest he's ever looked. That is an attractive. It's absolutely man. true. Yeah, that is an attractive man. Uh, no. So Tennessee Williams was like one of my main inspirations for getting into theater and plays because, like, I I've said I'm a theater kid, but I'm not like a musical theater kid. I don't like musicals, mm-hmm. but Tennessee yeah. Williams, um, uh, like he's one of the main guys that I used to read a lot of, you know, Streetcar Named Desire, uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, just mm-hmm. some incredible stuff. Uh, you should, you guys should go watch it. Go watch the movie if you don't want to read the play. I get it if you don't want to read the play. Go watch the movie. Yeah, like you can, I just think the term wife beater is so odd because you can just call it a tank top, which we do call, if it's any other color, we call it a tank top. If it's any other color or on any other person. Like if a, if a woman is wearing a tank top, it's a tank top, right? It's yeah. not like, Dude, I, it's so bizarre. Yeah. A sleeveless shirt, a singlet. I don't even care if it's 16 syllables. It's still better than wife beater. It has to be a regional thing. So like Coke, mm-hmm. pop, soda, whatever. It's got to be like, that's a tank top everywhere above than Mason Dixon. You know? Sure, like it's, but everyone knows what a wife beater is. Like if I oh, say, absolutely. Oh, he wore a wife beater and no one misinterprets it. No, no. one goes, oh, domestic abuse? No, no, no. He's a tank top. <laughs> Oh, okay. I it, part of me wonders like that that could not happen today. Like a guy murders no. his wife and he's wearing a polo, and like now golf shirts are called you know I I don't know. Like I I feel like Murderers. you can't do that anymore. Yeah, just killers. I don't know. Yeah, killers. <laughs> Something like God, that. Imagine that as a branding decision. You know, just like polo is like, what are we gonna do about this? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Is like, what if you were the premier creators? of white tank tops back in when that happened in the 18 whatevers. I guess like, they ran with it. You think it's like a you you lean into the bad boy marketing? <laughs> no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. I guess. There's got to be a way to spin that, right? And to make and sales, you know? Something that you were talking about, how Marlon Brando just looked great in a streetcar named Desire. Mm-hmm. I saw um, a tweet recently that really messed me up Every strong guy you've ever seen in movies mm-hmm. was a theater major in college. Mm, not everyone. Not I, everyone, I agree with you. For the I, sake of the joke. Right. Yeah. For the sake of this joke, I agree. And it's funny. But in practicality, I feel like I see so many movies now where it's like a UFC guy playing like a bouncer and then yeah, Keanu Reeves beats him up. You know? Well, let's be honest. Like, WWE is acting. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. makes so much sense to me when wrestlers are coming over. And, like, the Dwayne sure. The Rock Johnson is the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Good for him. Yeah. And I, I know that he's the people's champ in terms of, like, WWE and all of that. Right. But it's so crazy to me how no one dislikes him in Hollywood either. Yeah, I don't understand how he never found any, like, because even, so I used to watch a lot of wrestling because I think it's fascinating. Pro wrestling is like, I don't actually care about, like, the sport, but I think it's fascinating just the concept of it because it's basically a a fucking carnival, right? But it still exists. It's Um, it's a soap opera. Yeah, and and it's, it's bizarre because it's about... Like the wins and losses are are they're obviously engineered beforehand, but it's about how popular you could be with the crowd, 
and mm-hmm. it's basically your own personality. It's it's interesting. But anyway, um, other people have a lot of enemies, dude. John Cena is like he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He does, uh, yeah. Yeah, he he's sort of um, he he has a reputation, but I haven't heard anybody ever say anything bad about The Rock. He's like the Tom Hanks of yeah, Hollywood. I mean, his whole monologue. Like, the most iconic one was, you know, like, you can take what you want from me, but you'll never take the people. Right. You know? And I, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he owns that little eyebrow thing he does. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know how he got his hands on that. The the people's that, like, why? He's always just taking the most basic things. His finishing move was an elbow drop. Like, yeah. That's no, 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 no so... not the elbow drop. The people's Which, elbow. The pe- you're right. I'm sorry. The people's elbow. Yeah, because it's elevated because he does a little slide. You're right. Yeah. For the people. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Some people just have it. Like, yeah, I feel like charisma is the number one cheat code in life. Like if you had to spec out, charisma is the best thing you can spec in on because you can do anything. Are you aware of uh, the song that he recently did with Tech 9 I heard about it, but I haven't listened to it. How is it? Uh, I'll be honest. His verse, flames. Honest, genuinely, like actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love to joke, like sit around the campfire and joke about it. I'm Uh sure a lot of, I think it's like, there's a whole TikTok trend around it of just people getting incredibly motivated by listening to it. Because it gives (laughs) me the exact same energy as Fort Miners Remember the Name. Like, and 100% reason to remember the name. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah. What what, was that? Uh... Remember the name lyrics? It's like uh, the 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name. That's it. That's what it is. It's the same energy as that because you just have rock with like this very raspy growl under his voice and just says, it's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. That's it? I mean, it's longer than that. Okay, I was but. gonna say, is that the whole thing? I was gonna say he got he gets like one bar. Okay, yeah. I can see it. Okay, black and Samoan in my veins, my culture banging with strange. I changed the game. So what's my motherfucking name, Rock? <laughs> Dude, do you yeah. think he had to pay for it, like to get the Rock on the track? Dude, I have no idea. I'd like to think. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, Tech Nine did. I, I think, but in he has like this little thing. He mumbles like four bars after. Uh-huh. And he says one take, that's a rap. And I don't know <laughs> if that's just like in the song to be badass. But if you listen to this and you're like, that was one take, like people who do full time music are will never one take. They're anything. not going to do it in one take. No, they will. Like if they get a perfect one take, they will still do like two or three more and then go to the first one. Right. Oh, so, man. Like, I have no idea if there is any legitimacy to that, but that is what I always think about. No, he's, he's bullshitting. There's no way that's true. No no shot, but I'm going to do that after everything. Now that's powerful. (laughs) I'm going to say everything. I'm going to say it after my YouTube intros because (laughs) it's not true. 
I, I have to do it like four but takes. they don't know that. Nope, nope. They only see the one. That's perfect. I feel like, I don't know, dude. You think he's going to be the president? Dwayne he The Rock be. Johnson? Yeah, dude. He, I don't know. Like, it's always been like a joke, right? That The Rock might run for Prez, but like, yeah. I think he might have a shot. I like a think Ronald Reagan, if you know? Donald Trump did anything in office, it's to show that anyone can run for president. Sure. And I, yeah. I don't mean that to get political because I don't really care what your opinion on Trump is either way for the context of this conversation. I just mean that this dude had zero political experience and rose to the highest power you can have in this entire country. Right. It's so, it's in a strange way. It's a it's a beautiful story or not. Like it depends on. It, it really depends wanna... on your perspective. Exactly. It, it reveals a lot. <laughs> uh, I think that's all we can say about it. It does like, say a lot about society. I will say that. Yeah, because whenever Obama got voted in office, people said that he had too little political experience to run for office. Right. And dude, that's you, crazy. You know what's insane? I remember seeing, and I don't remember where, but it was like, I think it was like a C-SPAN or a CNN thing. And I saw Obama. This is before he was president. He was a senator or something. Uh, congressman. Yeah. I don't know. I think he was a senator. And he was a senator. And I remember seeing him on TV. And this is when Bush was president. And I yeah. was like, this guy's really compelling. And I didn't know why. And I couldn't put my finger on it. But I'm like, I like listening to this person. Obama? Yeah, it was he really weird. Very good on camera. But I don't know why, like, I, I don't, even to this day, I don't know, because, you know, I, I I was channel surfing. It's not like I see a lot of, you know, pundits talking or, or mm -hmm. senators talking. But, like, back then, I think I was channel surfing, and I just listened to him. I'm like, wow, this guy is this guy's pretty uh, lucid. He's fun to listen to. And I then think he's I kept articulate going. and collected and calm. Yeah. It's just bizarre. That, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I had this feeling when I saw him, and then he became the president. I don't know. I, I was influenced. really do think, like, the politics are so different nowadays just because of how social media is, how uh, television is, to how Hollywood is. And I really do believe that, like, um, it, it's really just about how you move your campaign forward. Because, I mean, like, you know, people have... Depending on what side you're on, let's talk about AOC. Yeah, which I I think she's phenomenal. I'm a huge sure. fan of AOC, and I have been for for years and years. Way before I will say, way before Among Us. <laughs> and you didn't the, need to be brought in with Among Us. No, no you were I was you were already, day one. Yeah, huge fan of AOC. Because like <laughs> the thing was, she got she got her like region to flip for her just because she knew how to use social media. That's really all it was. Yeah, it feels like it's it's a tactic that mm -hmm. is going to differentiate sort of I don't know. I I I care less about I'm not really a politics guy and I don't really keep my ear to the ground, but I will say I'm sick of all these old people. Um that's I'm that's, sick of all the old people. I think that's my main thing is I I don't like old people and I want them out uh cuz they're too old. And I think old people that's should the have fewer rights. Generally, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think they should be able to like go outside and drive, but maybe not hold seats of power in a country that was different 90 years ago. You know, maybe just I, I, go play golf. I, I, yeah, honestly, I wish there was a forced retirement at 55 just because like, one, just let people enjoy <laughs> the rest of their lives. Sure. And two, you got a senior citizen discount. What more do you want? 
Yeah, that's the best we could give you. Yeah. Just go buy stuff. You work from the years you're able to rent a car to when you get a senior citizen discount. And I think that's a perfect society. <laughs> that's what, 25 to 55? Yeah. yeah. I would say 60 or 65. Because I do feel like 60 okay. and 65, I've seen like more and more. I can do more, 65. Yeah, 65 I'll do. Uh, if you're 70 and still in office, what are you doing, brother? Like, you're yeah. not helping. Get out of Dude, the way. Like, people were saying, yeah, Joe Biden, we got someone... Oh my God, like, dude. This dude is the oldest president we have ever had. <laughs> and you know who the second oldest president we ever had was? Trump. Was it Trump? Oh my God. Like we are going the opposite way. People are acting like we are. I just, I, getting back to it, I feel like that's what I'm hoping more politicians do to differentiate. Like, you know, yeah. AOC using social media and like finding uh, an audience with it. But I guess Bernie did the same thing. Obviously, it's not Bernie, it's his team. It wasn't Bernie, it was but, his campaign. Right, yeah. it's his campaign. But like, I, I, that's fine too if it's like a strategy. I just, mm -hmm. I we need something to get, I don't know. I sound like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Bro, the, the average age of senators is 64. That's disgusting. Yeah, I just want, I don't really Fuck, man. care who's in office. I would just love to see someone younger. I did, you have to have skin in the game. If you're 65, you're bowing out, realistically, average life yeah. expectancy. You're bowing out in the next 15 years. Just, you're you're making policies that you don't have to live with. I've got kids, you know? It's like, oh, man, I don't know. It's frustrating to me. That's my number one thing. I'm not a politics guy. I don't really, I, I don't, it's whatever. I'm not smart I, enough to I talk about it. I just hate old people. Yeah. I same. I hate young people. I hate old people. There's like this comfortable medium where if you're like between the ages of 20 to 40, you're good in my book. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. If, <sighs> if I die in a freak accident at age 40, I've probably accomplished everything I wanted to at that point anyways. So I'm good. <laughs> There's uh, you know, what's insane. I think I've talked. Have I told you about the South, uh, South Park thing before the, um, the VHS tape that I had? I think I, I brought think it so. up on this podcast. Uh, so this, you know how some things that you hear or see in media and they burn in your brain and you don't know why? Like, yeah. it's not even like a smell is is assigned to them or like a place in your life or whatever. But like sometimes things just stay in your brain. And there's mm -hmm. one thing for me. And uh, if you guys remember me talking about this on the podcast, I apologize because Jacob doesn't and I don't. And that's sort of the vibe of the podcast is we're, we're, both, yeah. uh, we're both trying to get there. But anyway... Um, there's a VH, VHS tape of South Park, and before every episode, they have Matt Stone and Trey Parker sort of introduce it and talk about it. And at one point in the episode, uh, or before, like in the preamble, Trey Parker says, I'm terrified of growing old. That's why I've asked my family to put a bullet in my head when I turn 30. And like, you know, it's a joke, whatever. But I remember seeing that, and I was like 13, 14, and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember what you said. Like, that's yeah. old. I was like, that's old. <laughs> And, and now I'm 33. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. 
Yeah. And I'm I, like, uh, oh my God. I think like when uh, what I'm talking about, like my my perspective on life right now is like, I don't have kids, right? Sure. So I'm going to accomplish everything I want to by then. And mm-hmm. I can imagine having kids changes that perspective a lot. Um, sort of. I, I For me, it's actually, it helped a little bit because it was like, you, you have the perspective of like, I want to get everything out of the way before I have kids. But to me, my daughter was somewhat of a motivator to actually do shit. Because yeah. before it's like, I'm comfortable, I'm fine. Like I, I lived a fine life, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. after I had a kid, I was like, okay, all this is for her now. Like everything yeah, that I'm I doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, I feel like if you have a kid, it's for me, you know, my life is just like, you know, if something happens to me, people will be sad and I recognize sure. that. But, you know, it doesn't matter how I feel if I die. But I, I just think like, I've already done so much what I've set out to do mm-hmm. where if I died tomorrow, I would I would still like feel like I lived a good life. I was fulfilled. Sure. But I feel like if I have someone who I'm like taking care of, like a, a ah, child. Now I, you have a responsibility for like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think I'm, I'm not like I'm not like itching to get out let's put you're not a doomer you're not a doomer i feel i'm not a doomer it's just i've lived a very fun and exciting life in my brief 25 years and i'm excited to do so much more but just as it stands right now like if i think i always want to live in a place where i'm fulfilled and i think that's really awesome to be but i think like if i had um down the road down the down the down the road if if i have kids (laughs) i would uh you know, I think that's like a reason to keep going. There's always the fear too of like, what world are you bringing them into? You know, because yeah. there's like the whole concern of like, will there be water in 30 years? And that's something that I'm like, my daughter's about to turn two next month, and I'm like, oh man. But but it 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 has made me prioritize my own health. Like I'm going to the doctor more. Wait until know, she finds out you're a content so. creator. She won't. <laughs> that's she so will smart. not. She will yeah. not, dude. I, I, if we've talked about this before, I apologize, but I've, I've, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or in private, but I know I brought it up. It's to been you. private. I don't think we've talked about it here. She's not going to be a gamer. Yeah. Um, I'm, if she plays video games, it is her own thing. Uh, but I played a lot of team sports growing up. I mm-hmm. did a lot of things. Like I played a bunch of video games, but I was interested. I had very wide interests and like, yeah, no way am I putting her. It's so weird to me when I see people putting a controller in the hands of like a three-year-old, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't want my kid to play games. If they come to it, no, that's fine. Exactly. It's just, I, I want to influence. It's like, okay, you're your parent. You're supposed to influence them, but like, I would like them to come into their own as much as they can. Cause I feel like that was one thing I was deprived of as a kid where I definitely sure. felt like I had to fit the mold. Like, dude, I would have gone to art school if I had a choice. Right. I, I think that there's a difference between influencing them and restricting not even that it's like i i don't so so it feels like i hate saying this word but society now has a big society. thing about you know like culture and passing down your interests and hobbies and that's always been so weird to me you can influence your kid with how you behave and your principles and the, and the things that you believe in your values you know and i think that's mm-hmm. more core to your experience with them and like being a part of their lives but it feels like for a lot of people having a kid, and this is just from what I see online, right? I'm not trying to make a, a vast judgment because it's not like 
I'm not yeah. in these people's homes. But it seems like having a kid is just like, oh, cool. It's a small me that I can introduce to Star Wars. I get mm -hmm. to teach this person Yoda. Cool. Now we can be friends. It's like you're not supposed to be friends with the person you bring into the world. You're supposed to guide them. It's, I don't know, dude. It's, I feel like our culture's obsession with media has gotten to a point where it's really, like, people are. Now it's the kids thing. Well, sort of, people are just unironically standing fictional characters. And it's one mm -hmm. thing to, like, joke about it or to have fun or to have attachments to I characters. Nothing wrong with that. Not but, to, like, judge people. Just in yeah, general. I try yeah. not to judge people. But I see people give their kids names as, like, references. Exactly. exactly. And that is, nope. Like a girl named Daenerys, girl named Aerith. Uh, boy named Cloud yeah. or Sephiroth. You know, it's like, it happens very rarely. I don't want to make Just, it sound like this is an epidemic. But. Okay, but like Sephiroth. <laughs> Little Seph. <laughs> yeah. Imagine just, being that kid, though. You just have to go through life telling everybody that your name is Roth, you know? <laughs> yeah, my name my name is Sephiroth Allen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I guess with, like, names where it's, like, you know, you know like, my friend Deanna, she's named after a uh, girl in Star Trek, you know? Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, but it's, like, you know, that so seldom comes up. Yeah, and it's sure. like Deanna's. She goes by D. It's such a normal name. Sure. And I mean, it's how is it any different than me being named Jacob from Jacob in the Bible? Right? Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. At the, my wife yeah. was named after. So my wife's name is Mallory, uh, uh -huh. and she was, I think, named after a character named Marie from Three's Company. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but apparently that was the thing. And her middle name is Elizabeth. Or, no, her middle name is uh, Patricia. Wow, mm -hmm. that's my wife. Middle name is Patricia because that's her grandmother's name. So it's always like, you know, culture name, first name, and then like family name second. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Like, I think middle names is what you can have fun with, you know? Sure. You, you can make it whatever you want. But I don't know. I saw someone who's named their kid Samus. And I was ah, just like, yeah. That's yeah. a cat name. Yeah, you name your cat whatever you want. If you want to name uh, your cat Khaleesi, if you want to name your cat <laughs> Barbecue Sauce, you can. <laughs> and they have no say in the matter. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. I love it when people's cats named are just something like, this is French fry. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah, I love, I love, I, I actually hate it when they have human names, though. We have a friend whose dog's name is George Bailey, and I hate that. Yeah, my Deep my cats are named Frasier after hit show Frasier, mm -hmm. and then then I have a cat named Taylor. We just gave her a name because she was a stray, and Aww. we weren't. I didn't want to keep her, but then <laughs> she, I she stuck around, and she I liked you. her. But the thing was, Frasier became obsessed with Taylor. Ah, so like, it's for him. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, it was gotcha, like yeah, yeah. it. It was more so like, oh my god, I've never seen him act this way before. Like, sure. Oh, I gotta. Oh, I gotta like keep her around for him, and they're like best friends. So I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't regret my choice. I love them. It's just funny how things work. So apparently, uh, Epona is was yeah. rated the best video game kid's name, which is 
the horse from the horse <laughs> from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> you named your kid after the horse. That's not correct. Oh my god. I can't imagine imagine being a dad and having so little idea of like the woman's experience, the female's experience that you just uh -huh. named your fucking daughter after a horse. And maybe your wife doesn't know about Zelda, so she's just like, that's a beautiful name, honey. It does sound beautiful, I will say. It does. It's it's just sounds definitely from a different culture. Uh, Saria was second. Uh, Saria is nice from Zelda, but Saria does sound pretty. Yeah, I just and I just do Sarah. Like you know, yeah. Do you need the? You can even say we named her Sarah after Saria. Yeah, exactly. You could go that far, but and it, this list says that third best video game kid's <laughs> name is Majora, and I am. I have to disagree on that one. That can't be real. Is this a new uh, Is rating? this an Onion article? Yeah, this can't be. This is clickhole. It has to be. This can't yeah. be real. Majora is, is third? If so, comedy strikes in threes. So like. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, okay, Majora's so, not even a good guy. What? What? What are. Um. Uh. I'm looking up, like, if you had to give your daughter a video game name, you know, mm -hmm. let's just talk about that for, for a second. If I had to do it right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <sighs> Hear me out. Yeah. Zach Zeeks, the name of uh, your daughter, Princess Peach Zeeks. No. What? It, it, dude, that's <laughs> her full first name is Princess Peach? <laughs> no, her first name is Princess. Her middle name is oh, Peach. Oh, that's a little better. Okay. It'd be like naming her Treasure. All right. I'll, I, I kind of like that. Um, okay, here's a great one. Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> and no daughter of mine is going to be Bayonetta, okay? She's not going out dressed like that. <laughs> I, I, I like, actually, unironically, I, I like the name Daisy. I was thinking about Daisy. around Daisy. Mallory like, hated it. I think that is such a good name just because it's like, Daisy isn't, that name doesn't originate from the Mario princess. Exactly, yeah. It's like, if you name your daughter Tifa, okay. Yeah, you <laughs> know what talk. you're doing. Yeah, I think it's the names that are too unique. Like Bayonetta, for example. Yeah, Bayonetta is a great example. Uh, haven't ever oh, met hey a guys, Bayonetta in my life. Oh, hey guys, thanks for coming over. This is my daughter, a Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine naming your daughter Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a lot of girls out there named Alexa whose lives were ruined at like 10 years old. Oh, you know? absolutely. Because like that name is like if you're just talking, if you're making conversation <laughs> in the presence of an Alexa unit, life is awful. You have to invest in uh in Google. You have to get Google technology. Yeah. You can't just, be on the uh, Amazon infrastructure. I go to like the most extreme scenarios and it's just like imagine fighting with Alexa. <laughs> like you're saying, Alexa, you always do this. And it's like, sorry, I didn't understand that. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, or God, even dude. In a more explicit context, imagine like having sex with a girl named Alyssa, saying her name, and then yeah. start a conversation with technology. You you look over and the lights like it's like lit up in blue. You're like, no, <laughs> no, not you. It's definitely a vibe killer. Oh, oh hear God. me out. Chun Li. Uh, Chun Li's a full name, right? Yeah. Like 
it could, the first name can't be Chun, right? Um, is Chun Li her full name? Uh, I don't Chun know this. Li is Mandarin for spring beauty. Oh, and as far as I can see, that is her full name. That's actually a big deal because I'd never thought about it. Like, I know, like, Ken is Ken Masters. Yeah. And Cammy is what? Cammy White? Yeah. But I'd never thought about Chun Li. That's her full name. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. And Ryu's last name is like Hoshi. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. That's neat. Oh, that I just looked that up, and that's from the live action. So they have never formally ah, given him a real last name. Got you. Maybe yeah. Ryu is a title, like Master Chief, and his real name is John. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at other names, I think Shell from Portal, or Chell, Shell, Shell. That's just Michelle, right? That's fine. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. I'm looking at another list of... So let's say you have a boy. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Let's say you have a son. Okay. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> Why not just Jim? What do you mean? Why does he have to be Earthworm? <laughs> so people know what the reference is. That poor kid. Naming your son Banjo. <laughs> <laughs> this is my son, Diddy Kong. <laughs> but his friends call him Michael. <laughs> I'm trying to think about like people who are gonna. Yeah, there has to be people out there who've named their kids name after Smash is, Brothers characters. Yeah, my name is Jacob Raven, and it's just introducing my son. Hi, this is my child, Nathan Drake Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Freeman. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Sonic. Oh my god. I don't know why this this is such a stupid joke because it's just the same punchline over and over again. But just imagine it's like not even just someone introducing this as their name, but it's the father introducing the name. It's like, this is my son, Donkey Kong. (laughs) Going to the PTA meeting. Uh, Your son, Cranky Kong, has really been acting up. Why did you name him that way? People talking shit in the teacher lounge like, oh, yeah, you know, Pikachu. (laughs) Greninja is such a brat. I I love the combination of of like first name middle name getting clever. Be like Pikachu Bowser Stanley, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like we might get to that point, right? Like we're already at a point where I'm positive people are naming their children after their Smash Brothers mains. Like there are people out there. There has to be. Yeah. No, I agree. I think uh. I think it's more likely with the more normal names, you know, because I find it hard to believe that there are people actually named Mario in the real world. Me too. Yeah. Like, I know that's such a common name, but it just does not feel correct to me. It sucks for them, too, because like if somebody's named like Nathan, people don't go, uh-huh. oh, like Nathan Drake, you know, yeah, that that, like you can get away them. with that. But or like Ken, if your name is mm-hmm. Ken or Kenny, you don't think of Street Fighter. 
But no, if you name Mario, you name everybody's Master like... Master Chief, they well, do, though. They would, yeah. But, or just Master. <laughs> uh-huh. Which happens. But if your name is is Mario, people are like, ah, where's Luigi? Or Luigi. If your name is Luigi, that's probably even worse. Come to think yeah, of it. Yeah, Luigi's up there. I try to think uh, other names that were ruined by this. Because I, I, I feel like Samus is a pretty original name. Also, like, think of Solid Snake. You know, like, sure. Just what a badass character he is, though, just conceptually. I mean, his name's Snake. That's so cool. His real name is David, too. What the, so that's what like the fuck? I didn't know boring. that. You didn't know that? Yeah, you got to no. play the game. I Wait, no, maybe I'm thinking of David Hayter. No, I'm pretty sure that's his name. Hold on. Solid Snake. David Hayter is the voice right. of Snake. Yeah, his real name is David. Yeah. What? Which is which is probably honestly only that because the voice actor we like he needs a name and they're like yeah. whatever, David. There. Yeah, you're probably right. I think Metal Gear Solid is the only franchise in Smash Brothers I haven't played. Really? Ever? Yeah. No. Oh my god, dude, it's good. Uh I, some of it. I've I feel pretty good going into it because I'm completely blind. I know nothing about the game. Dude, uh, oh my god, I'm so happy. Okay, please. Oh, we talked about hyperfixations last time. You might actually get absorbed. Uh, yeah. play the first game, and then oh, play I'd the start s- from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. Well, the reason I say this is because the first three are the best ones. I mean, like, I don't know. So I heard so, they like held up too because I had a friend who recently got into them, played them all, and he's like, "This Dylan, is my right? favorite." Fi- yeah, Dylan. Yeah, he says that like this might be my favorite video game franchise I've ever played, and I was like, yeah. "Wow." That's yeah, awesome. Dylan rules. I I popped into yeah. his stream a couple times when he was doing it, but mm-hmm. two still holds up because it actually has some pretty prophetic moments about like social the, media, right? Just the age of information. It's it basically uh-huh. says there's just so much information and there's Dude, no source of credibility. Kojima is on some other shit. Yeah, truly. Like he makes video games because he can't make movies. Yeah, is that one of the most tragic things you've ever heard? By the way, like he's a he is an auteur game creator, one of the most respected minds in games, but he really just wants to make films. I I actually think that's pretty sick because <laughs> I think by doing that he's created a whole genre of games. Like you would say, it's very Kojima like if you're describing a game. Sure. And I think like I think about that about Smash Brothers where. Like Sakurai, when he ever he came up with Smash, he just kind of invented a new genre of games. Right. And now you see all these other companies from Nickelodeon to Warner Brothers trying to jump on and like capture even like a a crumb of that success. And they never do. No. They never do. And, and part of me wonders if it's because like I feel like it's because they don't go whole hog into it. I feel like all these companies just want to dip their toe and they're like, here's a small budget, try to make us a hit. But Smash Brothers is truly a magical thing. Because, yeah. like, yes, I think Smash would still be equally, maybe, if not more successful if they focused on a competitive scene. But let's not act like that's why Smash is popular. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, it's like, that's such a small percentage. And Smash is a phenomenal casual game. And that's what comes first. And I think that's how you hook people. You got to make it fun before you make it good. No question. It, it, I, I, I sometimes think about the fact that apparently... So the way that Smash developed is they had the game, but it 
so Smash 64 was in development, but they didn't find like a reason for people to stay. It was just like, yeah, this is kind of fun, but who cares? It's called but like then, Dragon Warrior, Dragon Fighter or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, some kind of dragon thing. But then they added Mario and people were like, oh, this is cool now. And well, I wonder, actually no, they got they uh, I think it was like Sakurai and Miyamoto pitched it to like Iwata at Nintendo and they got turned down. Oh, really? Yeah, they got it got turned down. So then Sakurai Miyamoto made it themselves anyways. And <laughs> they just put like, I think, because you know how like in Smash Ultimate, all the characters are numbered. Right. Yeah. That's where the first four come from. Of They just put Donkey Kong, Mario, Link, and Samus on, a, on Hyrule Castle. And they just said, look at this. And that's all and it took they to sell them. That was it. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, I wonder if we could, if that game would have done well without the Mario characters, right? Like, yeah, I don't think I, so. I it really wouldn't don't. have been the way it is now. I feel like no. maybe it would have had a game or two, you know, maybe something on the GameCube, but it wouldn't be the world. That no, it, it ended now. at Melee. Yeah, it would have stopped there. Because Melee was home to all those weird niche games, and I think it would have stayed there if not for the cast it had. But one thing I will say to kind of branch off is them getting turned down on a project that they're clearly passionate about, which like now, you know, it that project that they pitched lasted over two decades right. of development. And I could not imagine how devastating that is to be turned down on projects. And some people want to spin that, right? You know, like, let's talk about Squid Game. What an overnight success uh, that right. one was. And the writer for it wrote this in like 2008, 2009, and has pitched it to like 15 studios, got turned down from all of them, and finally got accepted. And then it became the, the it's like the most viewed show internationally on Netflix. Jeez. And that's awesome. That's so cool for art to be recognized. I, I'm so like, I love art. I love seeing art being recognized. And it's mm -hmm. so hard to do because there are so many talented people who never get that chance. Like, let's talk about the game Cuphead, right? I know you're right, passionate yeah. about this. Love it. This game was delayed for years and years to so where, like, the creator had to sell his house mm -hmm. to just keep it afloat. And think about this. If your friend said, I'm going to sell my house to keep my product afloat, would you say that's a good <laughs> idea? I, I no. would say, hey, it's time to back up, buddy. Like, that's I what I would say. I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah. And it's just a happy ending because it got popular. It blew up. And now Cuphead is a Netflix show. But what if it sucked? What it's, if it yeah. was bad? You know, like, and it's ugh. like we love hearing these success stories of tortured artists who finally get their big break. But like, if I'm the writer for Squid Game, I give up after like audition five, six, seven. Oh, know, absolutely. Like, pitch. like, it's not an inspiring story to me to hear. Like, if we're all agreeing that Squid Game was great, Cuphead was great. And and we're we all agree here. It's like, then why did it take so long for it to get recognized? How many other great pieces of art are out there that are not ever going to get their chance? And that keeps me up at night, man. I don't know, dude. I think it's just an oversaturation of stuff. How many games on Steam are there? And how many of yeah. them do you think could like change your life if you actually played them? You know, do you realize like, you've played like of all the games in the world? Yeah, you would call yourself a gamer, and I'm sure most people 
listening mm-hmm. would say, I enjoy video games. But to think that you haven't even had 1% of the 1% of the 1% of video games in the world. Right. It's it's such a small amount. And people are making more and more. And not like just like throwaway Flash games. People are no. making games that take years and years to develop. And they just put them out into the world to no fanfare. And then they just, you know, 50 people play them and they die. It's, it's yeah. kind of fucked up, you know. That's that how much passion. life is. And yeah. it's crazy because... I, of course, I love hearing art get recognized. I love hearing the stories of these artists finally getting their big break, but I just can't help but to think about how treacherous that path to that success must have been and good on them for staying motivated. Good on them for sticking true to their guns. Yeah. But God, I just wished it was easier to discover talent. That's what I'm saying. And I don't have solutions for it. So like, I, I don't really have anything to bring to the table. It's just like, I wish, I wish. It was different somehow. I, I, it is just, again, I think it's the ease of which it's. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's getting so much easier and easier to create. Like, yeah. the, 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 the means of actually creating these kinds of things used to be gated. Like, they were cost prohibitive. They would cost all this money to not just, like, have the tool itself, but also to have the expertise on how to learn it. Let's like, even if you're talking about Photoshop, right? Photoshop yeah. used to cost like 600 bucks um, back in the day and they would come out with a new mm-hmm. one every year. And it's like, now you can get Photoshop on your computer for like 20, 30 bucks a month. Yeah, and, not uh, even just like financial thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever I moved out, uh, my parents gave me their old television because you know, like, you know, this is 2014. Sure. And... They gave me, like, they have, like, newer standard TVs that you have now. So they gave me their old, like, plasma screen TV. And, you know, when that came out, that was, like, $10,000. Right. And it is it was heavy as fuck, bro. <laughs> I, I lived on a second floor back then. And I thought that TVs were just heavy. And yeah. then I started making a little more money. And I bought my, my own TV. Because that TV didn't even have, like, HDMI on it, you know? Yeah, it was old. Yeah, so then I finally buy my own TV, and I'm like, I can do bicep curls with this. Yeah. Like this, it's light. It's like, it's like big TVs are light. Yeah, there. It's almost like a selling point for them too, right? Because yeah. like you can mount them and put them on the wall, and they're not going to put any strain on it. But I think the way technology goes, it makes it more and more accessible for across the board to to mm-hmm. get you know high end technology that you can use like a TV in order to yeah. monitor TVs the stuff that you're creating. Like a couple hundred dollars now. and Yeah, they're cheap as hell. Yeah. And I know like that's still a couple hundred dollars. I get it. But for anyone like spinning that in a different way, it's just like when I was younger, the getting a big TV cost thousands of dollars. Yeah, probably like 2,500. Yeah. But not anymore. It's uh-huh. it, it, the stuff is getting more and more accessible, which means it's easier and easier to create, which means like, I mean, how do you know what's 
worth the time, right? You get Squid's yeah. game, uh, Squid Game on your desk and you get like four other scripts. It's easy for us to look back and say now, like, yeah, that was the obvious solution. But honestly, dude, if I saw Squid Game in like 2008, 2009, I'm like, oh, okay, another Battle Royale. Somebody saw Hunger Games. You know, yeah, I get well, it. Dystopian, would, young adult. I, like, It really does change things. You know, people compare it to like obvious Battle Royales like Fortnite. Right. No one would bring up Hunger Games. Yep. But like yep. in that time period, they definitely would have. Yeah, it's it's weird that I remember a time before Battle Royale games were a thing. And it's there like, this would be games. such a cool idea. And now they're here. Yeah. I God. love Battle Royales conceptually in media. And, yeah. Or like in TV shows and movies and in video games. Right. I, I think it's such a bigger genre. It should be a much bigger genre than it is. Because it is always associated with shooters, but it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. Like, I think of Fall Guys, right? Like, that was yep. just a... It was a Mario Party minigame battle royale. And that's such a cool concept. And I wish more games just start exploring that. Because I think battle royales are the coolest way to do PvP ever. I mean, we saw glimpses. I liked the uh, the Tetris one, the Pac-Man one. Tetris 99, Pac-Man 99, yeah. Pac-Man, like, that's so cool. Um, it is cool. I think it's addictive because mm-hmm. it's like the psychological effects of battle royale is like people love doing things that they're improving at because you get to see improvement but if you play a battle royale there are so many different variables to where if i get 97th place on my first run and then 83rd on my second right that oh i'm improving even though nothing has changed i think that's why battle royales are so psychologically addictive is because there is such an artificial sense of improvement to them yeah, I mean, you could get full RNG and feel like you yeah. outplayed a guy because you you started with, like, an AR and the other guy started with a machete. And you're like, yep, I outplayed him. I was but in the, the right place is, at the right time. I think those variables are so invisible to the player. Right. And I oh, I think it's such a genius genre. Did you ever play The Culling? Uh, I downloaded it. I watched it. I played it once. So uh, for anybody that's listening, The Culling was one of the first BR games when it came out. I was addicted. The cool thing I think about that's how I got it. I think you got me to download it. That that might have been dude, I loved it. So the culling was basically one of the first BR games, and it had a big focus on melee combat, which I thought mm-hmm. was so interesting. You could get a gun, but it was yeah. like a revolver that had like f- three shots in it, and it was very hard to land the shots. So it was like a threat, but you still had to get in close. Um I I, I just think that that's all you need is a slight variation because when you talk about PUBG or Fortnite or whatever, like those things have sort of been done to death. I know Fortnite keeps coming out with new stuff to keep it fresh, like mechs or wingsuits or whatever. And I think that is cool, but I think you're right. I I, like Mario party releases tonight, right? The new one. Hell yeah, it does. I heard there's a mini game battle mode with people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that looks like, but I swear to God, if it's a mini game battle Royale, I'm going to play it for a month. I love that. Yeah. I just love Mario Party, dude. That's just a game that's been the consistent my whole life. Me just too. Just a banger. Absolute banger of a game. God, what a cool series. I I even like Super Mario Party. I know you didn't, but I I, I, I think I it's okay. It. I think yeah. it's like the most safe Mario Party. I I will say one thing about Mario Party that I love is the presentation of it. It's so wacky, childish. It's a toy right. boxy. And I think like a lot of my problems with Mario Super Mario Party on the Switch is less of I I don't love how some of the boards work. I don't love how some of the 
mechanics work here and there. Mm-hmm. But the thing that makes me the most sad is the present the presentation of Super Mario Party it feels so sterile. Because that was the word they, I was going to use. Yeah. They switched the fonts from being this very wacky Mario Party font that changes colors every letter and is like has like a border to it to suddenly being like Helvetica new in a super minimalist approach. And it's just like, I understand it. It's sleek. Mario Odyssey was sleek. Mario Odyssey was sleek. And I get that it works for that style. But Mario Party just doesn't feel wacky anymore. It feels, it feels it feels normalized like and it, it actually feels very on brand with a lot of the switch as it is now and it feels like it's part of like a almost a holistic approach like if you play the other games on switch like uh, uh Mario tennis Mario golf right they feel that way it almost feels somewhat clinical in that way it's just like mm-hmm. you have these options of in front of you with this text and this font but it doesn't feel like there's much room for surprise um and I've totally felt the same way that you do about it. And I, I did like the game, but like I felt the same way that it felt too clean in that way. So yeah, it I don't know what the new one's going to be like. It it's has still to be. pretty clean. It's the new one's still pretty clean, but I'm still happy for it. I just love Mario Party. I love gambling. I love gambling. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like it's more at the core of it, right? Like actually. Yeah. Down some money on stuff. Gambling is is just cool. Every time I go to Vegas, I I will just put like a few hundred on roulette, and that determines if I continue playing. Dude, last time I was in Vegas for a trip, I put a hundred on black, lost it. I put another hundred on black, lost it. I'll never do it again. I just well, there, there's a fun little strat that flirts with a little thing called gam- gambler's fallacy. Yeah, because it's theoretically impossible for you to lose money if you have money. Go on. <laughs> if you put $100 on black and you lose, uh-huh. now you put $200 on black. And then you just get it back. Yes. And then if you don't, put $400 on black. And then if you don't, put $800 on black. Oh, God. Like, it's... At some point, you will... Like, as long as you have the money, you yeah. will never lose every coin flip. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's a good point. I should have done that. But what if I did? Exactly. That's that's the fallacy of it. Oh, God, dude. That's scary. (laughs) It is scary, but the logic checks out. It is always possible to make your money back, but that is such a slippery slope. Yeah. Because once you start like withdrawing like an additional 1600, you're like, is this worth it? But then at the same point, if you give up there, you just wasted all this money. Yeah, it's it's tricky. You would hit the you would hit the fifty fifty at some point though. Yeah, I mean you would the have odds to. are it it is not a conditional probability though, so it is like theoretically improbable. Uh huh. Or for or for you to hit the coin flip wrong inevitably or forever infinitely <laughs> is what I meant to say. 
I think that's happened thing. to somebody in Vegas. Like somebody's tried to make their money back and they've lost their entire fortune. Like it yeah. has to have happened. Has to have happened. Someone's oh, unlucky. God, I love stats. Stats like stats are porn. To How me. can you love gambling and? Oh, I guess that makes sense, right? Because you're yeah, informing I, your gambling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's All it's right. like I think my biggest pet peeve is like the introduction or like how people introduce conditional probability. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I hate yeah. it when a dude introduces pro conditional probability. Bro. Are you That's making my, fun of me? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Just had to make sure because I, <laughs> I agreed. I was like, yeah, you get it. I'm just imagining like a meme, like my, my day be going so fine. And then boom, <laughs> some motherfucker introduces conditional probability. <laughs> Okay, so so here, this is what I mean by conditional probability. Let's say yeah. we're playing roulette and we're only doing odds or evens, right? Sure. And let's say, because you know someone's like, okay, it was heads this time, so it has to be tails next time. Sure. No, it doesn't. It does not. It is, no matter how many times you roll heads, if you roll heads 100 times in a row, it is still a 50% chance it's heads on the 101st. And people always forget that when they're doing like very basic like mental stats mm -hmm. and it it peeves me to no end man because <laughs> it's like they're at they do it intentionally in vegas to to get you to play it's yeah. like a little bias they like to throw at you where above every roulette table they say it shows the percentage of how much it's been black today and how much it's been red and those are the most irrelevant stats I have ever seen. Oh, God. They actually do that? Ugh. They actually do that. So they'll be like, oh, it's been black 64% of the time today. That's so you might annoying. Be like, yeah. Like, it's... I understand why the why they're doing it. Right. But yeah. I know people fall for it. You know what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I see through it. I, I took a lot of stats classes in college. It was mm -hmm. by far my favorite class. I just think it's so interesting. And I think... That's why I like Mario Party, because I boil it down to stats. Yeah, you want to take all the fun. Well, not all the fun out of it, because that's the fun part for you, is like, um, you know, I will it's, it's the fun part, is like taking yeah. it somewhat serious, you know, not, you know. And I if I can peek behind the curtain here, uh, on these podcasts, we have a, a ghost listening in who just records all of it and then tells us little fun <laughs> facts every now and then. And uh, today, Justin has uh, informed me for no reason whatsoever <laughs> that the sexual attraction to math is called philomath. And I don't uh, know why he's bringing that up right now. Well, you know, I I guess he heard something. That, so uh, ding, ding, know. ding. How did we get to sexual attraction <laughs> to math? Yeah, I think this is an excellent <laughs> place to stop what is this, this conversation. Episode called? Was this the McDonald's episode? This is, I think that no. This, oh, this is was the not, wife beater episode. This is the wife beater episode. <laughs> okay, so actually, marry math and then beat it. <laughs> That's this episode. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> That's I the best way we can do it. That, yeah, it's just it feels very dishonest to say the starting topic was domestic abuse. The ending topic was sexual attraction to math. It's just like, there's a lot of assumptions made in the middle there. What could you even be attracted to there with Matt? Like the numbers or I like speaking from a friend's perspective. <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't understand the sexual attraction part, I will say, but I think like for people, a lot of like 
sex and things of the such such is just like a feel good sure releases in your brain yeah and i think i can see how like solving things and understanding stats can get to something similar i'm not helping my case but i uh -huh. can say that i i see how that can release a similar amount of like serotonin dopamine whatever uh your turn to talk uh i you know, um, <laughs> finding it difficult to riff on that one. I got to be honest. Why? I don't, uh, I don't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like you're you, you like solving equations and, and, and coming up with stuff. I can, you know what? Actually, never mind. I take it back. I could see it when I, when Thank I got you. stumped by something, I feel like, like Does you ever played Baba's good? you? Yeah. Baba's you, yeah. you finish a, a puzzle and then it's like, you know how sneezing is apparently like one eighth of an orgasm. It's like that, you know. It's the similar thing. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can don't even sneeze? know if that's true. How hard can you? S no shot. I don't believe it. Let me look it up. Sneezing. Uh, I I thought I heard somewhere. Yeah, if you look it up, is a sneeze really an eighth of an orgasm? That's on Snopes. I'm not gonna read it. Uh, I'm gonna uh, live in the reality where it's true. I I, I gotta know this. <laughs> um. <laughs> Is a sneeze really? I'm just gonna type that in. If people are gonna fill it out, yes. Yep. There um, you go. I've heard that stat before, and I feel like solving a math equation, or you know, I think it's funny that the whole world puzzle. agrees that the correct fraction is an eighth, though. <laughs> Everybody, all the greatest minds, the council has come yeah. together and said it is one eighth, a quarter yeah. of a quarter. They're not saying yes, but they're not saying no. Just one of the mysteries of the minds, I guess. Okay. Are there sneeze fetishes? Oh, dude, absolutely. Okay. No, dude, it's it's probably along the same line as like hypnotism, right? Like loss of bodily control functions. It's like sneezing as a. I, I definitely know? want to bring this up on a future episode because I think I have a lot to say about this. Are foot fetishes real? Yes. I've looked it up. It's it's apparently no, no no no. I I know it. I know it's real. Uh -huh. But stats say it's like the most common fetish, and it's and I know like the reason that it's just like the stuff connecting your it's a brain genitals. Thing. So yeah, it's your brain. It's they're in a similar spot. Yeah, and I get that. But people like everyone joked like having a foot fetish is like a joke. You know, sure. It's like a funny little punchline. But if it's that popular. It's that common and it's biologically similar. It's just like, where are they at? Why are they lying? Oh, dude, no, people are just hiding in plain sight. Everybody makes jokes about it. That's I think terrifying even if, to me. Yeah. I think even if you have it, you mm -hmm. are you know it's silly and you know people laugh yeah. at it, but you're like cool about it. I, I don't think I, you're ashamed of it, you know? I know I know. I've been around or I've been with enough people sexually to say that I should have run into one by now. <laughs> and that's I'm not I'm not looking for it. I'm yeah. just saying that like if they're as common as people say, I I've never run into one and I'm just convinced that it's just a joke I'm not a part of. What's your split on being with men or women though? Because I feel like it probably skews more men because like yeah. feminine feet, right? So like you know what I mean? If you've been yeah. with more women, like if it's like 70-30, then that's probably gonna skew it a bit, you know? Sure. I do get that. It's just that's yeah, it still a whole been other someone. episode. Yeah, yeah. I feel okay. Anyways. We'll talk about it in the future. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Thank you guys for uh, 
joining us on How Did We Get Here. That's the episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter next week when we have a Twitter account. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Listen to us on all your favorite streaming sites. And uh, Zach, would you like to give a little taste of next week episode? Because I know you've been waiting for this one since the start oh of the podcast. Oh my God, dude. So uh, I'll just tell you that yeah. two years ago, I walked into a Sheets gas station and my life was changed <laughs> forever. And uh, I will never... In the title of the episode? Yeah, I will never forget that moment. Next week's episode is about the God-defying audacity of Randy Savage. How does he stay immortal all through these years? We're going to find out next week on How Do We Get Here. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gowland, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zietz. Our theme music is by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer audio producer is Justin Asher. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.